are listening to Ouija Broads. This is Liz. This is Devin. Devin, we are going back, back, back in style. We're kicking it old school because I'm going to give you two stories. Okay. In this episode that are tenuously linked. I'm not even going to say tangentially. I'm going to be real honest. I saw a thing that I liked and I decided to make it work and Lydia helped. (laughs) So that's what we're doing. (laughs) Yes, she came and sat and read Weird Oregon and Weird Washington with me yesterday. Oh, baby girl. That's my girl. We have, first of all, I would like to thank a new patron. I'd like to thank Mary. Thank you for coming on board, Mary. Thank you, Mary. And of course, always thanking our past, present, and future patrons. You can get in on that at patreon.com slash Ouijabrods. Yes. Now, this is also a Patreon-related episode, because you'll remember Big Money yes. was the first person who, apt to their name, oh. donated tears such that they could pick a story, and mm-hmm. suggested Not Dear, which I then hogged oh. from you, because I oh. wanted to spoop you with it. You wanted to and spoop me. you were like, I'll do the research, and I'm like, so nope. Bad. You totally just <laughs> sniped it from me, mm-hmm. and it's... Oh, as someone who frequents the Truth is Out There and the Fleshgate and similar subreddits, I have heard of not Fleshgate? Fleshgate, yeah. It's like a crawler. We'll get into it in a different episode, but yes. Okay, wow. I mean, I've heard of not deer. I don't know if I know what it is, but I've heard the term, so I'm stoked. Okay. So let's jump right in, Mm -hmm. and we can talk about not deer. Oh my gosh, let's do now, I want to preface this with, so far, not deer appear to be an Appalachian thing. Okay. That doesn't mean <laughs> that they won't spread. It yeah. doesn't mean that we don't have an equivalent over here that I'm not familiar with. Yes. I did go through my research and tried to find things that were similar okay. to see if there was a Northwestern tie. And the tie that I found is kind of charming, but not exactly like, oh, you know, the Sasquatch and the Skookum type thing. Yeah, okay. Where you're like, okay, this is a very similar story with different elements. Yeah. No, the not-deer are... Well, picture yourself driving at night, as one does. Mm -hmm. You're out late on the country roads or on the freeway, driving, driving like you do, yeah, when you're doing a road trip or something, and you're just kind of swishing around the curves, and you're the only car on the road, and you're living your life driving. Okay. You're in this not-deer story... Driving into a more heavily wooded area, mm-hmm. which, you know, I've done in Washington plenty of times. You know, you go over the pass or you end up getting routed. When I went to go do fossils at Stone Road, yes. I was like, hey, do you want to go 20 miles an hour for 20 miles through this park? I'm like, no. Okay. No, Where I the trees don't. just go straight up next to the tiny, tiny road. Yes. So, yeah, picture one of that. It, except it's at night. And you're maybe, you feel like you might be lost. You definitely don't have cell phone reception. Okay. Because <laughs> that's not happening. And it's very normal to see animals, right? Yeah. To see animals at night. You might see a possum crossing the road. Or yeah. a skunk or rabbits or something. Coyotes. Yeah, coyotes. Or you might see a deer. Yeah. So you and your friends go, oh, a deer. And you slow down because you don't want to total your car and hurt everybody and kill the deer. And then you see it more clearly. And there's something wrong about it. 
There's something about its eyes. I'm reading right from the the best post about it. Okay. You feel your stomach get heavy like a rock, the hair on your neck raise. You sense intelligence that you shouldn't. It doesn't move like a deer. It moves like a, oh God, what is that thing? Whatever that thing is, it's not a deer and we need to leave. You hit the gas and get the hell out of there. Oh, so the- <laughs> cool. The hair on my arms is total attention. That's sort of the quintessential first piece of the not deer legend, right? Is the you're driving along or you're walking along, you're having this rural nighttime thing, you think you see a deer, and you realize there's something slightly off about it. Yes. Then. There's the second part that hits about the not deer. And this one, it seems to vary as to when it hits you. It could be while you're still out there with it, or it could be much later. So let me read you a story that explains the second part. Let's see. A friend once told me about driving back from a ghost hunt out in southeast Oklahoma, seeing what they described as like a deer that stood in the middle of the road and refused to move. So when one of them got out to go shoo it away by hand, they all realized about the same time that it was only almost a deer. (sighs) They described the collective reaction as wildly disproportionate to what they remember having seen, which was just not quite a deer. They said there was about 15 minutes of foot to the floor speeding before they all, right about the same time, felt a change in mood come over them and they began to sob like little scared kids. It was only weeks later that they were like, you know, deer don't look anything like that. Oh my god. That's the second drop that you get on a not deer. (sighs) There was another one where somebody said, the driver, you know, she's like, oh, I saw a deer in the road. And then I noticed that it was on two legs. And you're like, what do you mean you noticed? If it was on two legs, why would you think it was a deer in the first place? Right, right. But that seems to be this power or this trait that happens, which is that you're like, oh, it's a deer. And then step two is it's not a deer. It's not quite a deer. And then step three is, that is not even fucking close to a deer. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like, it's like that. I mean, I don't, I don't subscribe to this theory, but for a while there, there was, you know, that when the Native Americans first saw white settler ships coming, they wouldn't have been able to interpret them Mm -hmm. as ships because they'd never seen anything like that before. So your brain just fills in like, oh, well, I've seen I whatever it would be in that case, but you know, yeah, like with a, a not deer, you're yeah, clouds, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, okay, strange clouds. But yeah, thinking that it is so that it's either so close and yet still messed up that your brain just can't parse it and is just going like, I'm working really only with my peripherals. I've got ten percent of my brain engaged on this, ninety percent on the driving. Like my mm-hmm. brain fills in all the details I'm not really seeing oh, wait, now I'm really seeing it. Like, that's creepy, or the thought that it is some kind of paranormal or otherworldly creature that's able to project an aura uh, that's Mm -hmm. just cloaking enough to get you to, oh, whatever, cool, it's a deer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your brain goes, that's a deer, because it feels like something 
just completely cut the signal and, yeah. and held up like to your your surveillance video it was like it's a deer don't worry about it don't even worry about it yep you don't want to investigate don't pull this thread buddy the whole sweater unravels mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah oh because it's fairly new there's not a ton of explanations for what people are seeing you know it's like anything that's oral history which i think the internet really can be a form of sometimes where people are like yes i've had this experience that was like that yes i had an experience that's similar to what you were talking about but one thing that people have suggested is that these may be deer with chronic wasting disease Mm, okay because chronic wasting disease is a prion based disease that affects deer, elk, reindeer, and moose. Mm-hmm. And it's in some parts of North America, and it's in apparently, uh, you know, other places that have a lot of creatures like that. Yeah. And some of the things that it does to the animal that catches it is the wasting part, obviously, it means they have drastic weight loss. Mm-hmm. They stumble, mm-hmm. they're listless, and they have other weird neurologic symptoms. Like they don't act right. If I recall with wasting deer disease, they kind of call it zombie deer disease, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So far of the pictures I've seen, I'm not like, oh god, that's horrific thing, except in a couple cases. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that the older and more robust the deer is, the stranger it's going to look when it gets really skinny. Yeah. They're thirsty and they're hungry and they're uncoordinated and they're not afraid of people. Oh. Is because they're neurologically all jacked up. Wow, great. Yeah. I I feel like we probably shouldn't eat them. (laughs) That just seems to come up a lot when I'm looking up chronic wasting diseases. They're like, can you eat a deer that has chronic wasting disease? And I'm like, guys, how many things have we put into the human biome by eating animals that Stop. were really sick. Like, right? don't see a zombie deer and go, yeah, but... But... <laughs> don't do that. Don't eat deer that look like zombies. <laughs> that just really seems upsetting. Oh, what a last resort that would be. Mm-hmm. So the things that are not deer, one description that people have given Mm -hmm. one description that gets handed around is imagine that you have a friend who's really good at drawing wolves okay and that's like their specialty is they draw wolves and your friend has never seen a deer and you ask them to draw a deer and they make one but it's not quite right okay that's what they say the not deer looks like if its eyes are facing forward, yeah. that's not a deer. <gasps> oh, good if point. If its legs are bent wrong, that's not a deer. <gasps> <laughs> if it's got too many eyes or too many teeth, not a deer. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> it's like they look like the predator versions of deer. Like like how deer would look if they were designed to hunt instead of being Wow. Hunted. That's evocative. The predator versions of deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, thank you. Well, and you know, I used to have, I haven't had them for a, a long time, which is awesome, but I used to have sleep paralysis and night terrors, and the night terrors always had not humans. They were humans, but mm-hmm. there was something wrong. Their mouths opened too big. Their legs bent mm-hmm. backwards. They had too many joints in their fingers. Yeah. And that, this is giving me major 
that vibes. <laughs> yeah, that's upsetting. Very upsetting. So one of the things that came up when I was looking at Not Dear that I decided to be have be my my transition point here. Okay. Is that one of the things that the not deer apparently sometimes do is run alongside your car. No. Which is Yeah. No, I don't like this. This is what we read about in Hunt for the Skinwalker and we we don't like paranormal things that run alongside our cars, friends. We don't. <gasps> well, you can't win with these guys. It may be a thing that they do when you don't see them and slow down. Because it seems like most of the experiences and interactions people have are, uh, I saw you, you know, on the side of the road and I stopped because I didn't want to run into you. Yeah. I tried to shoo you because you were in the middle of the road. Yeah. But maybe if you go past them, that's when they start running. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. What do you do then? Do you just helicopter out of there? You just grow wings? You find Jesus? Like, what do you do? I have a Reddit story from somebody who was in Waynesboro, Virginia. Okay. And had a, they were riding, he's calling it, you know, the bike, Suzuki, all kinds of things, but he's saying, like, start up the bike. Oh, like a dirt bike or something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, this is a long story, long story, long story. Da, 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 Get to the point, there's Reddit n- dude. There's no other vehicles on the road at all. I hadn't seen a single other person since leaving Waynesboro proper. The speed limit was 30 miles per hour, but I clipped along at a measly 15 miles per hour to keep an eye out for deer and wildlife. It wouldn't do me any good to fuck myself up in a wreck, only to lay there all night until someone happened to cross me in the morning. Then I saw it. (laughs) The term of almost deer is really fitting, but not quite accurate. It was like a deer that someone who'd never seen a deer drew, but only after someone else described it to them. (laughs) And I'm I'm like, I don't know if that arose independently or if he picked it up from that other story that said the same thing. Yeah. It stood on the left side of the road, mountainside, and I saw the eyes long before my headlight showed it fully. It was big. Easily the biggest deer I've ever seen. That's a consistent thing with not deer is they're too big. They're too big. And the lack of any horns that time in the year suggested it was a doe. The head was almost bovine in shape, but fixed to a deer's frame. The leg seemed too long in proportion to the body. Think maned wolf proportions, and the body was extremely barrel-chested. I've always been creeped out by malformed wildlife, and this was no exception. Mm -hmm. Resting the bike on the kickstand, I left it idling and hopped off. I yelled at the thing, and it still didn't budge, so I started to the side of the road to grab something to toss near the deer thing, hoping to spook it that way. As soon as I crossed into the other lane, it rose up onto its hind legs. (gasps) I froze, putting my hand on my gun. I wasn't about to get charged by an angry, confused, malformed doe. (laughs) It took two jerky, unnatural steps toward the center of the lane on two legs and froze again. Oh my god. Staring directly at me. It suddenly shook its head wildly like a dog with a toy, took another short step, then hopped on two legs several times until it disappeared into the darkness on the right side of the road. Stop. I stepped back to the bike, mounted it, kicked up the kickstand, and turned the light toward the side of the road. On that side, there was a sheer drop off, about 75 to 80 degrees compared to the roadway. 
and the fucking thing's head was just peeking <gasps> over the edge, still looking at me. No! The drop-off was about 40 to 50 feet, so there's no way it was standing at the base of the mountainside. I cracked the throttle and beat the hell out of there. Road wildlife, be damned. I'm gonna puke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, upsetting. That's so upsetting. No! No! (gasps) Shout out to ampersand dotsies on uh, (gasps) our Appalachia. Because damn, dude. No Mm. way. That's so wrong. And just, I find it more upsetting sometimes when things are just being weird for unclear reasons mm-hmm. than if they were, you know, being threatening. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to be threatening to be menacing still, do you? Just yeah, the very existence of this cow-faced, maned, wolf-legged ungulate hanging out, playing peekaboo over a cliff is mm-hmm. not that, necessarily threatening. Hops but yeah, that hippity hop. Like, uh-uh. No, I'm getting major Jersey Devil vibes, too, from the mm-hmm. the bipedal part and... I mean, honestly, like, who isn't thinking the forest spirit from Princess Mononoke right now with yeah, its squishy yeah, yeah. people face? <laughs> this matches with another story about somebody who heard brush moving. They look over. It was about 30 feet away from me, staring. Wild deer don't stare at random people to begin with. They just run away. (laughs) She was breathing hard and making a low rumbling sound. I didn't really know what to do, and I hadn't thought about the dangers of going near wild animals, even if they are harmless, quote-unquote deer. Right. So I went toward her. I swear to God, this thing's eyes blanked out, and it took a couple jerking steps forward, (gasps) moving really strangely, and I flinched, because what the hell? Yeah. And then she ran off to the side while staring at me until she was about 50 feet away. It was deeply unsettling in a way that I can't quite explain. And I know that thing was not quite a deer. I'm so glad I don't live on the East Coast anymore. Like, for many reasons. But this is probably number one. Oh, I'm so upset right now. I'm so upset. And I don't want to hear your Washington and Oregon tie-in, thank you very much. Because I'm cool thinking that these are like... You know, their side of the Mississippi. (laughs) It's okay. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think you're going to actually like the the connection piece that I have. Because it's a positive (laughs) being. I don't know if it's a positive story, but it's not a scary critter, although it presents in a scary way. It's a not angel, Devin. It's an angel, but not quite. Yeah, it's like if you had a friend who only drew troll dolls. <laughs> I'd get rid of that friend right away. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing, friendo? Go! All right, but before we get into the next piece, I'll let you tell us what's going on with our sponsor. Oh, oh so I have to go from something that scares the bejesus out of me to something that I quite enjoy. That's a fun transition in my brain to make. We want to make sure that we're thinking... Jesse Ingalls. Jesse is our land broker who is our episode sponsor. I talked about her in the last episode. And what you want to do is when you're on Instagram, you want to go to Jesse Sells Land as an account and check her out. So it's Jesse, J E S S E underscore sells underscore land. And you are going to be so excited by all of the different properties that you see that Jessie is selling and brokering and sharing 
Her website is, I mean, I like the ease of Instagram, but her website has things like my favorite log cabins. And it's just a list of log cabins that you can find over in our little corner of the country for sale. She does farms. She does off the grid. She does, like I said, log cabins. The thing, of course, that I'm always going to love about Jessie that will always endear her to me and to the show is the fact that she sells haunted properties. She's not one of those realtors who's going to shy away from a paranormal reputation, either in helping you sell your haunted or paranormally uh, enhanced property. And also, if you're looking for a haunted house to buy, she's your gal Friday. So thank you so much to Jesse for sponsoring this episode and for selling weird ass shit in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I'm getting distracted by these as I always, always. do. How, oh God, it's just a continual yeah. scroll. Oh, that's chicken. Somebody's chicken shaming their chicken. They're holding up their chicken and they have a sign that says, I eat cigarettes, <laughs> even if they're lit. <laughs> that sounds like something your dumbass chickens would do. <laughs> yeah, they try to eat everything. They try to eat everything. Jesse has a couple of farms in the Spokane area that are on our website right now. And I'm like, oh, Liz, can you and I just make our dream of combining our households and having a farm a reality? Oh, and then I could have some more chickens. You could have so many more chickens. <gasps> Great. Yeah, I'll call Whitney right away. I'll tell her you and I are buying mm-hmm. a farm. It's great. She can send us the chickens. Yeah, that's only going to be, what, like, several, five figures per chicken, maybe? Oh, only. <laughs> Cost-wise. Yeah, it's not that big a deal, right? You're good for it. You're a, you're a doctor. Don't worry you about can, it. Don't worry about it at all. You want to support me, a liberal arts major, <laughs> and my debt from my two liberal arts degrees? <laughs> If you're not on Instagram, you can also find Jessie's website, which is WashingtonStateLandForSale.com. As I said, I'm a big fan of Instagram, so Jessie underscore sells underscore land. We also share her on our feed pretty regularly, so you'll see her pop up in our stories. Thank you, Jessie. Thank you, Jessie. All right, let's go to our positive thing to end on so that I'm not sending everybody out into the darkness afraid of the not deer yeah. because I am sitting by a window and I'm looking at the window a lot. Yeah. Just a lot at this window. Night comes okay, early something. these days, Liz. I do not need another reason to fear the darkness. No. This will be a reason to appreciate the darkness, I think. I'm going to take you to Millersburg, Oregon. Okay. Which is a little tiny place west of I-5 between Salem and Eugene. So this is a story that I got from Weird Oregon, one of the excellent weird books, which I think when I first found out about them, I was like, oh, there's a whole series. It's like, no, there's New Jersey, Washington, and Oregon. End of Oh, is that it? (laughs) (laughs) it. I had no idea. I thought there'd be like 50 of them, but no. We're just that weird. Uh, We we lucked out. That's how weird we are. Right. Yeah. So Millersburg is mostly known in the 20th century, which is when the story is set, for its smell. I don't know how it smells these days. But in those days, it smelled weird because there was a paper mill (gasps) to the south. And all around it, mint farms. Oh. Which I feel like would almost make it worse. Yeah. 
where you're like, ah, it would be one thing if you were just ruining paper, yeah. but you're ruining mint. Yeah. Like, all of this too much mint. I can't yeah. handle this. Yeah, mentholated yeah. tire fire. Uh, I hate it. There's something about, I, I think of lumber yards. There's, mm-hmm. there's this odor that I can't describe, but I really, really don't even like thinking about. Really? Near lumber yards. I don't, yeah. I don't mind lumber yards, but any place that has a lot of tires, the rubber gets to me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the rendering plant, kind of northern Spokane, is disgusting. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, how can something that makes paper smell so bad? Yeah, it's wild. Okay, so that was Millersburg. Millersburg is near Concer Lake. Okay. In the 1950s, Concer Lake was a popular nighttime hangout for area teens. Okay. They went necking. Yeah, they were necking. They were petting and doing all manner of things. (laughs) There were rumors among these teens that a flying saucer had crashed into the lake and was at the bottom of it. Okay. That's just sort of put out there. Sure. And then from Weird Oregon, it says, In 1959, a truck driver was scared out of his wits by a tall, white-furred primate that ran alongside the truck, peering into the cab as it kept pace <laughs> at up to 35 miles per hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that would be scary. <laughs> like a big albino monkey just, just cruising along with you. Do, 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 do. Looking in at you like, who are you? What's going on? What are you doing? Do you have bananas in What's there? Going on? A peek into the cab. Toot the horn, please. <laughs> okay. Boop, boop. Yeah. That would have been just a one-off, you know, oh, there's a weird flying saucer story. There's a weird creature running beside the car sure. thing. But a year later, in the summer of 1960, there's seven teenagers who are out for an evening stroll on footpaths near the lake. And two of them who I think are spiritual predecessors of your brother, mm. walk ahead and hide in yeah. the bushes because they want to jump out and scare the other yeah, people. Yeah, that's, that's Ian. Every group needs at least one. Yes. Now, as they're hiding in the brush, they hear a huge crash behind them. Okay. And squishing footsteps <laughs> that sound like somebody with water in their overshoes, <laughs> according to this story. So, like, huge <laughs> crash and then... So they're like, oh, fuck, or whatever one's in you. Jeepers. Jeepers. Holy. <laughs> Hot crackers. <laughs> <laughs> you won't let me live that down. <laughs> no, I don't. <sighs> so they're like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. They start running back toward their friends. Serves you but right. But even faster than them is a tall, white-furred biped that hauls <laughs> ass past them at an incredible speed, emitting a high-pitched cry. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine him <laughs> with his little hands in the air and his little overshoes full of water going squeak, 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 they, when they got home, the teens told people about what uh-huh. happened, and everybody got very excited. So some people 
went back and investigated the area mm-hmm. and said they also saw a tall white furred biped in the woods. Oh my. The witnesses said it was something like a gorilla okay. or a polar bear <laughs> weighing approximately 400 pounds. <laughs> okay. Okay. First of all, I can't approximate weight for shit. So I don't <laughs> trust anybody else when they're like, oh, it's probably a 400 pound. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> Secondly, it was a gorilla or a polar bear. Like, what do those have in common other than fur? You tell me. Bipedal. The polar bears. Maybe they meant an albino gorilla like in Rampage. I do love me albino creatures, as you know, so I'm more into mm-hmm. this. But polar bears aren't bipedal, my love. They can be. <laughs> Not really. They can st- They can stand on their they hind legs. Sta- well, yeah, they can stand on their bears, hind legs. But can. that's not the same as being a bipedal creature. Well, no, but if you only saw it for like two seconds, you're not going to know the difference between it's doing that for a minute and then it's going to go back to walking on all fours all right. versus something that does it all the time. All right. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to figure out, did it look more like a white gorilla and then they're saying polar bear because that's the big white creature that they know of? Or did it look more ursine? To me, these are very different physicalities, but whatever, it was the yeah. 60s, they only had National Geographic, not the internet, and my obsessive <laughs> clicking, you know, on websites about animals. Well, the witness reports describe it as seven feet or more in height, white-furred, cat-eared, and able to run extremely fast. Oh, good lord. <laughs> going, this was very exciting for the people in this area. Oh, yes. There was not a lot happening. No. So everybody went and got their guns. Don't worry. They don't <laughs> oh, get Oh, my him. God. But they fire at random at, like, every bush for a couple of days, course. basically. Of course. Like, hundreds of people wandering around. Now... This is all being reported originally by a woman named Betty Westby, who was a reporter who heard this story, allegedly, from people in Millersburg later that same year. So she is on the spot, according to herself, is Betty. Okay. And according to Betty... She goes and investigates with friends, looks into the woods around the lake, and they find gigantic webbed footprints six or seven feet apart. Webbed? With a six to seven foot stride? My goodness, Betty. Yeah. Big stride. Big stride, which would explain why it would go so fast. I guess it's hauling balls, but really not. Now, good news. Betty had a friend with her. On her sojourn yes. to Millersburg. You know how people go to Millersburg. Oh, like you do. Her friend came with her, and her friend is a psychic. God, Betty, you Thank have God. the coolest life. I know. Betty, your friend. Be- Love that for you, too. Love that you go from small town to small town solving cryptid murders uh, and strange cases, this, mysteries. Is this just you and me one lifetime ago? Yeah. I think I, love I think it, it might be. Sorry, so tell me about Betty and Betty's psychic friend. Okay. So, Betty brings her psychic friend out to the lake. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. Her psychic friend makes contact with the creature. And what she is told is this. Okay. I am called Flix. 
there are many like me, but I am the one called Flix. And it's at this point that they get interrupted by more people shooting into the bushes (laughs) and just generally crapping up the area. Trying to kill poor Flix. Poor Flix. Poor Flix. Just trying to live his life. I'm sorry, just the way that you're saying this is... I am called Flix. There are many like me, but I am the one called Flix. <laughs> it's like very full metal jacket here, Flix. It is very full metal jacket. According to Betty, and I guess she would have gotten this from her unnamed psychic Yeah, from friend, the psychic Flix friend. does not like being called the Concert Lake Monster. Oh. He, you know, that makes sense. Flix had had a moniker attached to him now. And did not care no. for that. Flix was reading yeah. the papers. Yeah, Flex was keeping up on his own press. He was, yeah, cutting him out for his lovely wall. Google alert. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they get that conversation cut short, and they're not able to make contact with Flix again oh dear. until later that month. He appears in Staten, which is 18 miles northeast of Millersburg. Okay. And police, volunteers, and even the mayor, according to Weird Oregon. Responded to a reported sighting, but succeeded only in finding and turning back another bloodthirsty group of teens. So, this is why we can't have nice we things. We can't have nice things. So unacceptable. How to dare me. you, bloodthirsty teens? <laughs> and also, mayor and police officers, like, Flix was gonna come make contact with Betty's psychic friend, and y'all kind of mm-hmm. screwed the pooch on this one. Yeah, Flix was conversing with yeah. you. Yeah. Flix had communications to make. Oh, yeah. The line huh. was open. <laughs> we don't know what happened after that. Yeah, we do. It just kept running around going... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Sorry. Oh, and, and I was just popping through to find out more about this and found out a very interesting webpage where they're talking about the Weird Oregon article. Okay. And they reached some interesting conclusions. Can Bigfoot creatures communicate in this way? We are told that, yes, this happens. Has a Bigfoot creature ever given its name to any human? No, not that we know of. Who gives their name? Well, a demon does. What? But if commanded in Jesus' name to do so, and usually in a human host, hmm, the plot thickens. It was also described as being semi-aquatic. Much, much like the magician that I told you about in the haunting story, that is not where I expected that paragraph to end up. We have discussed on an episode previous called The Great White Ape or The Great White Hope or something like that about... I think I called it Beyond the Pale. Beyond the Pale. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, about white... Bigfoots sighted, mm-hmm. and if I recall, there was one in the 80s in Oregon. Um, it had blue yes. eyes, so we got into this discussion about Lukeism versus albinism and all that good stuff. Yeah, it was in southwest Washington, northwest Oregon, which was not that far from Salem. There you go. In this case, there was no psychic communication. There was no Betty or Betty's friend mm-hmm. or giving the name Flicks. Like, what the hell? That sounds like a snack. It sounds like something that Nestle brands, you know, like the flips dipped pretzels. Flicks. <laughs> Stupid. <sighs> that didn't happen. But I guess what I'm saying is we do have other examples of Whiteford Bigfoot. We've encountered this before. We've also 
previously encountered stories of Bigfoot running beside cars. Yes. That's something at the conference that I went to, the Bigfoot conference, that Ken Rainbow Cougar Edwards, I believe, mentioned, is that that's a playful thing that, like, adolescent (laughs) Bigfoot will do. They really seem to like to play. That's so sweet. I can tell them all about my master's degree thesis. All about the importance of play. (laughs) Yeah. I suppose if you are a giant ape, if you're a Bigfoot, like, what are you going to run along with that is faster Mm -hmm. than you? Probably only cars. So I could see that being like a fun game we play. Who can run faster? Can I keep up with this for very long? Oh, shit, I ran into a tree. Ha ha, your turn, Flicks. You go give it a try. Or maybe they're just going out for exercise, and then we're driving on the road, and we're like, ha ha, you ran beside me. And they're like, I was just running. I was just running, dude. Right? When I was running. Right? Jogging. God, you have to make a romantic comedy out of everything? Ugh. <laughs> Didn't make eye contact with you. I just looked in your direction. <laughs> Flix just, like, really ostentatiously puts his earbuds back in. <laughs> <laughs> yes! yes! Actually, I'm trying to listen to this podcast. Oh my so. god, that was me on the tee in Boston. And you gotta, you gotta maintain mm. that eye contact and put him back in. Just mm-hmm. firmly. <laughs> So the reason why Lid liked this is that Flix is just a guy living his life, yeah, according to absolutely. her. absolutely. And I'm like, well, that pretty much does track to me. And I like it because it, he sounds like, I almost picture him being voiced by Kelsey Grammer or something. <laughs> like, Marvelous. he just seems like a strange little, a big guy, yeah. I guess. A strange big guy yeah. who I find it very endearing that... It sounds like those teenagers got into the brush and scared the shit out of him. Like, yeah. they hear this huge crash and then yeah. he sprints past them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was just there. And then these two punk teenagers <laughs> in the 50s or the early 60s just, like, start crashing down the hill. And yeah. he's like, no. Oh, no, my. And just think about Reading it. Reading a book. From his perspective. You know, yeah. they say that they're booking it and he passes them. But in his mind, he's being chased by these two. Humans who just crashed into his bush. He's like, by the time I looked around, they were behind me. Thank God. There were two of them. They ganged up on me. (laughs) Poor Flicks. As he goes. Yep. His big feet, I think, also endear him to me. Yeah. He has these big wabbity feet. I'm like, I don't. I guess what capybaras, maybe a little bit. Are aquatic mammals like that, but it's not a thing I associate with primates, I guess. No, same. Uh, Yeah, unless they're the the snow monkeys that hang out in the hot springs. Yeah, those Those ones. There's a really, really big hot spring monkey who's going to go catch up with Mossman. Mossman and Flix can hang out, and Flix will get green like a sloth oh, that lives in the trees, and maybe absolutely. it'll be easier for Flix to blend in like that. Maybe that's what Flix did. I think so. You know, that's why albino creatures rarely survive in the wild. They stand out. Yeah. So, Flix, I would love for you to algae it up just a little bit. Get a mm-hmm. little mossy. I'm liking <laughs> this image. Yeah, do you get God. it? <laughs> I do. Did you? I do. Unfortunately, I got it. I got. I got the. Did, did you know that a lichen, <laughs> a lichen, is a it's a parasitic relationship between a fungus that enslaves an algae, and 
uh, fungus usually lives in its food source and also digests its food source. Yeah, (laughs) right? It's just all of us in our kitchen. But you don't, like, expel your stomach to slop down on a steak and absorb your nutrients. Maybe you do. I guess I don't want to judge. But a, a, a lichen, it enslaves an algae to photosynthesize for it. So it makes this little thing make its food as opposed to, like, living in, you know, dirt. And it's just, like, sucking up its food through its little straw body. <laughs> Where did you think I was going with that? That was the end of the facts. Thank you. You're welcome. I wanted to tell you what I knew about lichen. Well, why is it parasitic? Does the algae not like it? It is parasitic. It's considered parasitic as opposed to symbiotic because the fungus is the dominant creature and the algae's not really getting anything out of the relationship. The algae would be making its own food regardless, you know, for itself to eat. And instead, the fungus is like, no, you get a little bit of food, but I get to eat the food, too. Sounds like a landlord, am I right? Am I right? (laughs) Eat the rich, (laughs) eh? Okay, um, I'm gonna be thinking about that a lot. You're welcome. Yeah, when, wow. we, when we classify things, that's kind of one of the ways that we can do it. Humans ingest food, plants make their own food, and and mushrooms absorb slash live in their food. Wow. I'm thinking about the humongous fungus again. Gross. A million tie-ins on this one. All right, well, Flix, I hope Flix is out there. I think mentally I'm going to forever categorize Flix as some kind of Bigfoot-related mm-hmm. thing. That works with the Kelsey Grammer I voice. Get, yeah. Yeah, I get that vibe of something that was fairly intelligent. I don't know where the flying saucer at the bottom of the lake part uh, comes together with this. A, that was an interesting rumor, uh, but, you know, yeah. it was the 60s in the Northwest. Like, right, right. <laughs> what wasn't falling out of the sky? <laughs> 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 This is what happens around here. We got hijackers, we got jellyfish, we got balloon bombs. We got pieces of dead whale. <laughs> My god. No, I'm into Flicks. Amazing. Flicks is, that might be a mascot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like I can see Flicks with his little, like, reading glasses. He's, like, staying up in his tent. Yeah. And he's got his flashlight because he's reading his book in a sleeping he bag, is. even though he should go to sleep. Yeah. And then these kids are like, whoa! And he's like, oh, oh my! Yeah, I, yeah, very gentle. Very... Maybe he just had slippers on. He was... Oh! And he ran through a puddle. He ran through a puddle. And he just had his slippers yeah. on, like, when you get your sock wet. Oh, God. Yes. And then... and Because they, they're slippers, you only put your toe in, so they're doing the flap, flap, mm-hmm. flap that flip-flops do. Yep. <gasps> flicks, you poor baby. Oh, Flicks. I hope you got something else to keep your toes warm. I know. Poor baby. Get him down in some pine needles or something. I, I do want him to have busted out, like, Dawn knots. Like, why are there so many teenagers? <laughs> And just booking it. <laughs> Willikers. Oh, Willikers. Well. Susan, he's a good boy. <laughs> well, don't call me a monster. <laughs> That's just rude. That's just rude. <laughs> oh, Flix. Oh, I flick. hope you're doing well. I hope you're around and living your, your Flix life. Yeah. Uh, I have nothing else to say. Should I take us out? I think you should take us out. You've said all the best things to me tonight. 
<laughs> I hope Flix is living a good life, and I hope that all of you out there are doing as well as you can as we come to the end of 2020, yeah. which I shudder to think about. If you want to keep in touch with us through everything that's happening all around us, <laughs> we just like to do dumb stuff about Bigfoot. So man. much I don't even dumb know. stuff about Bigfoot, yeah. dude. It's what's keeping it me feels sane. Good. Yeah, stories are really, really important when we're struggling. Mm-hmm. It's really important to have stories, especially when we can't go anyplace. Yeah. <laughs> like, Rome free flicks 18 miles away from the last place you were seeing. Damn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds nice. <laughs> just just vagabond in it, man. He's just a, a seed in the wind. Yep. Just rolling away with the sad Hulk music playing, I guess, because another town ruined by trigger-happy jerks. Yes! Damn it, Millersville. Poor Flicks. Damn it, Millersville. So Flicks, not the Concert Lake monster, but simply the Concert Lake buddy (laughs) and the not-deer are living very different lives in very different forests somewhere. You can always come catch up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, I just put on Twitter, I found a couple pictures from that weird house that I went to, that time slip house, oh. where they had, like, the shot glass, the wooden shot glass game. Yes, yes. They're, like, some of them are a little bit, like, I'm not sure why I was taking the picture. It's, I apparently don't know what I was looking at, but you can definitely see some really cool wallpaper and some very, very sparkly popcorn stuff. Oh, I can't wait. Yep, so go check that out. That's on Twitter. Weejabrods.com for the central hub for information. Patreon.com slash Weejabrods for uncut episodes, which will come out before the full cut, you know, Mm -hmm. to varying degrees, depending on how much editing I need to do and how much other stuff is going on. Mm -hmm. And warm-ups on the last one we talked about. Well, the question was, can you cook? And then we just had, like, a (laughs) 15-minute argument about what cooking is. We had an argument. Devin had the correct response, (laughs) and Liz decided she wanted to start beef where there wasn't any. I just had follow-up questions that's not accurate that's not at all true i'm sorry you're but being is, misled is steak tartare cooking would you fucking end this fucking episode <laughs> god yes i will actually because now i'm kind of hungry <laughs> i'm gonna tell people as they go about their days to do what Flix is out there doing somewhere i believe in my heart yes. which is living weird and then, of course, maybe if Flicks needed to. Uh, well, we'd hope that he, when it comes to it, dies weird. Yeah, and all of us are going to stay weird. Stay Thank you weird. for listening. Thank you for listening. God, you're weird. <laughs> 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 <laughs>